0: Welcome to Swapping Joysticks, it is the 3rd of July 2023, I'm your host Ben Ostwick and I am joined as always by the one, the only, are you really short or is your chair really low down? Ed Uh, Nightingale. Is that an actual question? It is actually, yeah, you are quite low down there.
1: Yeah, no, I just haven't pulled the chair up Okay, That's exciting.
0: (laughs) Oh, how are you doing? I I am also quite short compared to you because you are a giant. That's true. That's true. A giant amongst the in, in the industry, sure. In the future, giant. Let's say. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll go for that. I that, I take that as a great compliment. Thank you very much. Um. But yeah, welcome. This is what Joy six. Your home of uh gaming, streaming, and a little hint of LGBTQness in there.
1: A little hint. I I think there's more than a hint.
0: There is. I mean, we're a bit gay. Does, is that enough to make it an LGBTQIA+ podcast? I think we're a lot gay. Okay, I mean we're gay with each other. <laughs> and
1: no, I'm not going to say I'm with others. <laughs> and with others, well, we have been in the part, no, not we individually. Not we, yeah. Okay, let's just stop us there. We're, um, yeah. <laughs> we're
0: not going back to edit this. But you, you you heard it here first. To conclude, we're gay. Yes. <laughs> if that perfect. wasn't clear, there are, yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, we are. Um. Well, on that note, happy Pride. Happy Pride to you too, as well. We—that's one of the things I was going to ask you. Like, are you too tired to lift up your chair because you're absolutely knackered from Pride yesterday?
1: My feet are quite sore. Mm. They are quite sore. Just and my feet. Your butt. No, just just the feet. <laughs> um, we did a lot of walk, a lot of standing, but a lot of walking yesterday because we marched in Pride in London. You can't call it London Pride.
0: That's a beer. It is, even though everybody calls it that. Even. Um, not Demi Lovato. What's the other one? Indina Mazel. Is that her name again? Indina Muzzle. I don't know. <laughs> what? What's her name? The one that sings the Wicked song. Indina Menzel? That one. Yeah, I said. Um, she was. Apparently she was performing there at Pride last night. Uh, was she? And she called it London Pride. As was like Beverly Knight and Adam Lambert. That's you not... were there going like, oh, there's not much of a party on after Pride. Oh, there is. We just missed it. Well. I was tired. I wanted to go in... home
1: anyway. I mean, yeah, I was also knackered. It's um, it's in Trafalgar Square, though, and there's not a lot of space. So Mm. it's just, it's really busy. It looks very busy. You don't really get to see much unless you're one of the lucky few.
0: Uh, They need to do it in Hyde Park. If they can put, like, Winter Wonderland there, they could fill, like, Winter Wonderland with, you know, with, like, the space of her pride. What would they call it?
1: Pride Wonderland.
0: Mincer Wonderland. Mincer. (laughs) Mincer, you know? Like mincing. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but... Anyway, next time, we we were marching. Mighty Hoopla is the unofficial pride anyway. It is, and that's That's very good.
1: good. Mm. Um, Yeah, no, we were marching with the London Gamers. We were. Which was lovely. They are a wonderful group. Um, And yeah, we got to march down the streets of London with um, "Padam Padam" being played... Constantly, Constantly, from from various places.
0: My, <laughs> my favorite bit was when uh the speakers started blasting cha 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 cha, cha. and everybody yeah, a lot was, of Eurovision hits. That, there were, Um I think, then as we were walking through Piccadilly Circus, which is the big area with like the the very kind of stereotypical London image of like the big billboard. Um, in the shopping area. It's our Times Square. It is our Times Square. Well, as we were walking through there, Euphoria was being played yes. by Lorena. I was like, this is this is perfect. And great. there were thousands of people. Probably 1.5 million in total. Wow. That's not there, but like in total took part Across. in Pride. Yeah. Yeah, and it was cool. I did feel a bit odd at times because I was like, I was walking and people were clapping. I'm like, why are you clapping?
1: They're clapping you, Ben. <laughs> why? Because you're a big gay.
0: Yeah. I did. Feel, I feel like I didn't deserve a clap.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I that's, wasn't. That is the nice thing about pride, though. Yeah. Is that it's just it's the because I've I that's the second time that I've marched in London pride and I've marched pride in, in London. Yes. Don't sue us, please. Sorry. Um, and I've marched in Brighton as well. And it's always just a really lovely atmosphere. People line the streets. Everyone's out to just have fun, be positive, cheer each other. Um, and you're walking down. And everyone's just having a laugh and smiling and cheering and shouting happy pride and just showing love. And it's a really lovely atmosphere.
0: And I saw some great signs as well. Some very positive, inclusive ones. And there's some weird ones. I mean, the other (laughs) one was like, was a Bob the Builder t-shirt that said, can we, can he fix it? No, it's fucked. (laughs) Which I I thought was amusing. Nothing to do with pride. But then there were some that like protect trans kids and... You know, I, I, it was interesting because there were obviously the kind of anti LGBT fake Christians that sit there ranting and raving, which I saw previous images of it. And it looked like they'd created like a barrier, like two barriers between the crowd and them, probably for their safety. Uh, But they were, they were maybe 15 of them. And I imagine they just go around to every pride, you know, screaming at everybody that they are all going to hell but around them were loads of like pro LGBT Christian groups and religious yeah. groups saying like oh god loves you we all that love that and they were they were cheering louder that or more loudly than the bigots but also the crowd were booing the bigots at the same time so there was just so much noise no one could actually hear them ranting and raving there all in their weird sunday best which was a bit odd um but also my, I think my favorite was quite near the start where there was just this a uh, little old lady. I think she had a priest. Of, did she have? Was she like dressed as a pri- dressed as a priest? Wow. She had like the I dog she, collar, didn't she? I what? think she was a vicar. That's the word, vicar. There you um, go. she was there with the vicar, and she just had a big sign that said, "God in brackets, <laughs> he, she, they, <laughs> yeah. loves you," and but and she, she was just smiling. Exactly. Just being, I
1: was thinking of her as well because yeah. she was just stood there on her own with the sign, just smiling at everyone and waving. And I'm yeah. like, "You are adorable."
0: Yeah, and if like if like that to me is what religion should be and probably is, and it just seems to have been warped by people. If you need somebody to believe in somebody to kind of put your or choose your morals or to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow, then keep it. Then fine. I'm I've, there's no problem with that. It's just it's when they use that when they use religion to kind of they weaponize it. Yeah, weaponize it and be bigger to Dar souls that they can get in the bin. Yeah. I mean, there's that
1: clip that's gone around of the Heartstopper cast uh, giving the middle finger to that um, that group of... The bigger group,
0: yeah. The group of bigots. See, I and, when I walked past them, I just laughed at them. Oh, yeah. smiled and oh,
1: laughed. We sort of looked across and everyone's just like, oh, okay, it's them. It's to be expected, yeah. whatever. So we just And laughed. like you say, around it, it's just loads of people saying... There was someone next to them with a sign saying, sorry about them, and a sign,
0: <laughs> and an arrow. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. That was great. <laughs> Which is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's Pride to protest, there's a, although it's a bit more corporate these days and uh, Just up Oil protest as well at the start. Although they said, oh yeah, it stopped it for 14 minutes. But we were, I mean, we were waiting for a long time before it even started anyway.
1: There was a lot of waiting around. Uh, I will say it wasn't very well organized mm. by Pride in London in terms of us getting there as a group and then not knowing where to be or yeah. when and there was no one to help. So there was a lot of waiting around beforehand. Yeah, The protests meant that it was pushed back a bit. So yeah, it took a while to get going. There was a lot of sunning around. So the actual Pride Parade is super, super fun. And yeah. it's really fulfilling and life-affirming and makes you feel great. It's um, just like,
0: it was so much positivity. And I know people do say, you know, Pride is a protest. It's not just a celebration. And, you know, we need to be fighting. We need to be angry and supporting that. But like yesterday wasn't yesterday was 99.9% just pure joy, happiness. Everybody was cheering. And one thing I did love was that the people who were cheering from every single walk of life. Yeah. There were really, really old people. There were really young kids whose parents had brought them along to it. There were people from different loads of different faiths. It was, there were furries, even allowed furries on there. Shocking. Um, And like, there were just, yeah, every single person. And I always like, seeing like young children being taken to these by their parents who have obviously been like, Hey, we're going to, you know, they want to bring their child up to be an open and accepting person. So they're like, let's go to pride. And you could see them loving it and having a great time. And there's a guy just gave a little pride flag to some, to a girl who was just standing there. And it was just like that kind of, you just want to go look, you just look at the parents. If I had looked at all, I made sure I looked at the parents and be like, you know what? You're a decent person.
1: Like all this shit about indoctrinating children from a young age. And I'm like, no, you're just teaching them to be accepting, Mm -hmm. which is what all children should be. And probably are naturally because children are inquisitive and want to know about things and are happy to spend time with whoever. It's just horrible adults. One of my other favorites was an old couple, um, a man and a woman. And the man was in like a pink shirt and a blue jumper. So the oh, like the yes. trans, trans colours. I, like, I don't, like, well, don't know if that you're was really intentional <laughs> or not, because
0: they looked incredibly middle class. <laughs> they did. I mean, <laughs> it was like a pink jumper over his shoulders, but they were standing there outside the um, well, Phantom the, Theatre. Without
1: the colours, you'd be like, oh, look at them Tories. But <laughs> then actually they look really sweet. And in the trans colours, I thought...
0: Don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They were very sweet. It was. And yeah. And there was also um, something called That Big Gay Podcast that were marching. And I was like, I said to you, I said, one day we're going to march. We're going to have a swapping joysticks segment or section. You heard it here first, folks. One day, one year we will. Well, you know me, I've been putting a lot of effort into uh, doing stuff with this podcast. So hopefully it will start to uh, kind of take off even more pop off pop off that's it and uh yeah so hopefully one year
1: but only you can help us with that so please do share and like and subscribe and give us yeah. positive reviews thank you
0: tell us you like it and we'll also be posting like video clips and things um which goes into the next segue a little bit um so we are audio only mm. and i have been looking and it might not happen for like another month or two because uh, they're very very expensive I've been looking into getting a second camera. So what that would involve is that we would record it. Set, we would record it offline still. I don't particularly think podcasts being recorded online as well as reading the chat kind of work as well as they should. Um, but then it might be that we do record this with video, which will then be on YouTube. On occasion. I think every week. Okay. That means
1: we have to make an effort rather than now where we're slouched. Yes, <laughs> no exactly. <laughs>
0: we're sat pretty much in the dark, slouched. Ed, are they shorts? Yes, they're shorts. Okay. Um, How oh dare. So we'd have to do that, but we'd have two cameras, so there would be like face uh, focusing on our faces, each um, like split screen. Because of the mo, I think anybody that saw the videos before we went audio only, it was kind of both of us sat either side of a screen, like with a load of space in the middle. So we'll, um, yeah, we that is. On the horizon, um, it might be a few weeks away, but yeah. And also, we can use video clips from that to pop it on the TikToks and Insta Reels and Face all, all those social media platforms. Yeah. What do What's the other one? Facebook. Facebook Reels. No. Twitter. Twitter. No. What are they? Um. Shorts. YouTube Shorts. There you go. Like those. Yes. I can see your tube through those shorts. <laughs> How dare! <laughs>
1: There is absolutely nothing on show, listeners. I promise you. He's got it all hanging out. Absolutely not. Yeah, Dad um, listens to this podcast, doesn't he? Yeah. Should we Should we talk about our other announcement?
0: I was going to. Yeah, I, I saw your face, and I thought you must be thinking I was talking about that. But no, yeah. <laughs> I was pulling the pulling the other one. Um, go on, tell us about it.
1: Well, we are going to be recording a very special extra episode of Swapping Joysticks. An extra
0: episode? Is it called Inbox?
1: No. Oh. No, because we are doing that, mm. contrary to popular belief. That is going to be um, out later this week. Yes. It's an extra, extra special episode of Swapping Joysticks, which we will be recording later this week in a podcast studio. What? Where's that? Well, East we're not London. We're say.
0: East London. <laughs> yeah. We
1: don't want to dox ourselves. Um, it will be recorded there. And that means that we will be on camera with a very special guest called, your dad not my dad oh. not my dad he would be a special guest yeah. but no we've got a, a much more special guest called ben Starr. not another a, ben another ben oh better he, ben
0: could call him better ben
1: much better ben wow um he is the voice of clive rosfield in final fantasy 16 So we are going to be doing a very special podcast with him. Um, We will have questions for him. We have some extra funny feature ideas to run past him. You could
0: tell them here because, no, I mean, we're not spoiling it.
1: Well, one is that I have put together a quiz. Oh, no. A Ben versus Ben Final Fantasy quiz. Who is the better Ben? Yes, we will find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, So that is happening this week. Which is very, very exciting.
0: I am thrilled, yes, because we met up with him uh, last Friday just for a good old chat and uh, and beers, many, many beers. Yeah, I can't believe how many beers I drank in three hours. But You were uh, quite pissed. I was. I was, yeah, I met my colleague straight afterwards, didn't I? Gave her a random hug at a trait. Are the you asking me because you don't remember? No, or? I do. I was like, it just came to me then. I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but, oh, she, she's lovely. You can uh, apologize on Monday. Well, yeah, no, I was nice. I was friendly. She was, <laughs> she seemed to be surprised that I had seen her. She was um, very taken aback. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what, why are you doing here? Um, what are you doing here? So yeah, and we had a really nice chat and yeah, we mentioned it and we're like, let's, let's do it. Let's do it next Wednesday. And yeah, after four beers, I went and spent over 300 pounds <laughs> on a podcast just session. Tell people these things. That Just because, you know, you're getting premium quality content here. That's true. Yeah.
1: So that is recorded this week.
0: We will also and we're be... we're going to be uploading the video version of it as well. Yeah, yeah, It's going to be a full video um, on YouTube. And it will be premiered on YouTube. And the hope... Don't, you know, guarantee this, um, but the hope is that it will go up on Thursday evening. We'll do a premiere on YouTube. YouTube.com slash That'll be Thursday evening UK time. Thursday evening UK time. Um, a premiere on youtube so we will be in the chat uh, alongside anybody else who's wanting to get some exclusives from it and uh yeah so go and watch that hopefully thursday evening unless there's any issues with uploading it or editing it anything like that
1: also make sure that you join the discord um before then because we will be um wanting your questions for ben yes
0: we'll be the section of uh, yeah ask ben your questions so uh, that will be, uh, yeah, that will be on uh, Discord.
1: And if all of that still isn't enough Final Fantasy 16 for you, because we are quite obsessed with it, yeah, um, we will also be recording a spoiler cast.
0: What's a spoiler cast, Ed? It is a
1: podcast full of spoilers, where we are going to talk in more detail about the game and the story and all the bits that we like and don't like. So make sure you don't listen to that unless either A, you've already finished it, or B, you don't really care and you're happy to hear the spoilers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Be one. We will give a million warnings before it being like this is a spoiler cast. But hopefully, yeah, it'll be a nice podcast for people to listen to once they've finished it and they want to kind of talk about it or listen to some people talk about it. And
1: on top of all of that. More. There is more. Because you have been putting together a video review of Final Fantasy sixteen.
0: Of course. Yes. You have written the beautiful words uh for this review. And, and you i are will offering be... some
1: average gameplay to go with it.
0: And uh, yes, there is average gameplay. In fact, one of the <laughs> video one of the clips I might not be able to use, or I'll only be able to use 10 seconds of it because it was just me getting uh knocked back by this. Did problem. you die? No, but I was I wasn't able to do much of the damage. Because I was recording it through OBS and I could only see the through OES so there's a slight lag that's not going to blame it on mm. Um but yeah so that review my words my gameplay my editing Ed's written words they will uh that will be up and it's a joint effort and if I mean I say if it goes well even if it doesn't go well I'm determined to put a few more of these together absolutely as I don't know I think having the odd review having reviews up every week or so is a fun thing to have maybe not every week that's a lot well, I'll have to think of other videos to a do. A Maybe I will do some previews because I want to have some consistent stuff going up on YouTube. And I think once a month a video is not particularly the the best.
1: Oh no! More than once a month. Just uh, I don't. I, I know that you you haven't made tons of videos, so uh, you know you don't want to be overloaded from the start.
0: <laughs> wow! How dare you? I will put. <laughs> uh, I will maybe do some uh, previews as well. I was thinking of the what's hotter meter, and it's either mm-hmm. hot medium. That's hot. It's hot. That's not. Lukewarm. Cold. Okay. Something like that. Um, Because I get off, I'm very lucky, very, very, very lucky that um, I often get some codes for games and stuff, but I don't necessarily want to stream them or have the time to stream, to like dedicate a stream to them. So having a 30 minute, 20, well, actually not 30 minutes, um, a 10, 15, 20 minute preview video might be a lot more fun. And like, People, some people kind of focus on cozy games. Some people focus on racing games. Some people focus on flight sim games. I just focus on games because that's all You I just like. do everything. Yeah. Nothing special about me. A Ben of all trades. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Anyway, we'll see about that. But yeah, there are lots of things planned. And on top of that, we're off to TwitchCon, hopefully, on uh, Friday. This time next week. We'll be there. We will be. Touch wood. Can the writing stop, please? Oh, so
1: that means that we'll have to record... Next week's.
0: Well afterwards. Yeah. I thought Ben's was one. Technically next week's. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we will we will let you know. Um we kind of need to work it out as well because we've got our hundredth episode in August. Ooh. Next month. Oh. So yeah. Anyway, um wow, we're like twenty minutes in and we haven't even really spoken <laughs> about what Anything on we've, we've been playing. What have you been playing, Edward?
1: Oh, well, that's a funny question, isn't it? It's Final Fantasy 16 again. Oh, God. Um, I won't talk too much about it because we do have other stuff planned. But I have been playing it more because I can't get enough of it, to be honest. Well, tell us about New Game Plus because you're yeah, playing New Game Plus. That That is exactly what I was going to go into. But... Um, Yes, I have finished it and I am now playing... New Game Plus, Final Fantasy mode, which is meant to be this super difficult extra mode that you play once you finished it. It is not that hard. And I'm not saying that as some sort of pro gamer. It is more a case of enemies are just a higher level, so more appropriate for Clive. So, for instance, at the start of the game, enemies start at around level 45. Okay. Um, My Clive was probably... 48, 49 by the time I finished. So it's just an appropriate level for where Clive is. And you carry over all of your equipment, all of your abilities you've unlocked. So you just get to carry on playing the game from the beginning, basically, with with all the extra bits and pieces. The extra difficulty more comes from extra enemies. Mm. So you will now find more difficult enemies where they weren't before. So, for instance, I was going through a forest area at the start, which was normally just filled with some wolves and plants and things, and now suddenly there's a chimera, which is, you know, a sort it's of late-game enemy. Breath of there the Wild,
0: the where in hard mode, when you get the Lionel in the on the plateau.
1: Yeah, exactly, kind of like that. Um, or there are difficult enemies that are in areas where they shouldn't be that are a lot smaller, and actually that makes things more difficult. So there's a castle area where that's suddenly there's a dragon in an area where there wasn't before. Okay. But because it's a smaller area and the dragon is quite big, it's much more difficult to dodge attacks. So that's sort of where the difficulty comes from, more than mm. it being a difficult enemy. Because you already know the patterns. You've already yeah. done this before. It's New Game Plus. Um, but can, so,
0: you, can you still equip those rings that make it easier to dodge?
1: Yep, you can still equip all of those things... You can also now improve your accessories, which you couldn't before. So each of the accessories you get that improve your abilities, you only get one of them in your playthrough. Mm. But you will now find another one in New Game Plus. Yes. And you can then combine those into a better version. Okay. To give you sort of the ultimate version
0: of each of your accessories. So it was worthwhile kind of properly completing in your first playthrough. Yes, exactly. you get a second one. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting.
1: So it is... It's good fun. I'm skipping most of the cutscenes to be honest, because I've seen I've seen the story. Know what's going on. I'm doing this for gameplay purposes, but it is a nice extra challenge. I have died a couple of times, many from my own stupidity. Yeah, I can um, hear you groaning. It's more just that it's that it's that complacency of I've done this before. I know how to kill enemies, and so you race in, and then you just stupidly don't use a potion when you should, and that's of stupid. Have stupid
0: you? Because I know you're trophy hunting. Have you beaten a boss without taking a hit yet? Not yet,
1: but I know which one I'm going to do, which I need to do on normal mode, not Final Fantasy mode. Yes. Um, because you, there's it, this extra one you can go back and do, as you've
0: explained to me. Is it a very early one? It's the one you told me to do. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah I did it second go. Just great. watch out, because at the very beginning, he kind of lunges towards you, and if he hits you, it's like, oh, crap, fucking hell. Straight away. Yeah, yeah because, um, yeah, it is a tough but bo- It is quite tough to get the defeat uh, boss without taking a hit. However, there is a bit... Uh, there's a thing that unlocks where you can go and replay chapters um in the game or levels in the game so if you go and do that right at the end of the game then obviously you're going to just kind of trounce everything because you're way higher level than what that game is because it doesn't um it doesn't like balance it which i do like it just made it a lot easier
1: that is the plan and Good. then once i finish final fantasy mode that is basically the platinum
0: I think if you've got the platinum for Final Fantasy sixteen, you can put it away and you can start playing different games. What game is this making you want to play?
1: Oh. Sorry. There goes that's, your phone. That's my phone being dropped on the floor. What's this making me want to play? I like all of the Final Fantasy games. Okay. To be honest. Yeah. Um also um Ben bought a book.
0: Which I is... did buy a book. You don't sound so surprised. <laughs> Wow. Is
1: a very nice hardback book yeah. about Japanese RPGs and the history of them. Mm-hmm. And it goes through sort of their, um, their conception. It talks through different themes. It goes through the big series. And I have been sitting reading it cover to cover. So I'm now reading. I've read all about the Dragon Age games. You Not did, Age, yeah. Dragon you went Quest. to bed really late. I did. I read about Dragon Quest. I've read about all the Final Fantasy games. And now I want to play them all again. So... Right. I need to play two. I need to play five. I really want to play 13 again because Why? I've only played that once and I actually really love 13, although a lot of people don't like it, but I still haven't played the two sequels to 13. So I really want to replay it and then play the sequels. And I also really want to replay seven remake again because, you know, I Where just, do you just get not time. Enough to, Ed. I don't, that's the problem, Ben. I do not yeah. have the time, but I want to, but no, I, I need to finish Tears of Kingdom. I need to finish Diablo um, I'm excited. To, yes, I'm excited to do that. But if I don't get the platinum for 16 now, I won't go back to it. So I just need to strike while the big sword is hot. Oh, okay. There we yeah. go. Well, What about you, Ben? What have you been playing?
0: I have not been playing any games. You've been playing 16 as well. Yeah, I've been <laughs> playing a little bit of 16. Especially we to, are obsessed between us. Especially to go and uh, create some uh, video footage for the review, but I've also been playing. I don't know if I've done this since the last podcast, but I've been playing some more F1 23 career mode, mm-hmm. which is still a lot of fun. Uh, it looks incredible, the like the mode caps just are uh, incredibly realistic. And it's weird because each chapter I think there are, I won't tell you how many chapters there are, so I think I'm well over halfway, but each chapter you will either have like a certain amount of laps to do to take part in this race. So for example, it might be that your car, the part of the story is that there was an issue in qualifying and you only qualified 16th. And then at the beginning of the race, you are just a bit into the race, you pit and they screw up your pit stop. So the, you know, there aren't any wheels and you're at the back of the pack. and it might say, without any wheels without any wheels there aren't any wheels available so it takes a while for them to find some new ones okay um but yeah you know you need to have wheels on a car do you you do (laughs) and it might say that okay the challenge for you is to reach 12th place so you go and whiz past as many as possible get up to 12th place and then a cutscene will happen and then it maybe it'll finish that chapter so it might be something like that that can take three or four laps which is maybe 10 minutes of gameplay or it might be like one. Uh, I haven't had one like this since, where you have to complete the entire race from start to finish. And it's just trying to get as high a place as possible, which will then obviously kind of impact the story. So it's really I like I like it. It's really good fun. I don't know what to expect with each chapter. And people go, oh, it's a you know, it's a Formula One game, it's a racing game, it's probably gonna be boring, isn't it? No, not at all. I have really enjoyed following the story and there is a female driver who wins formula 2 in this and i haven't she hasn't become part of my storyline in the formula 1 yet so i'm wondering i think that's imminent so i'm interested mm. to see how that goes whether she's a rival whether she's a teammate like what in what manner does she play a part but it's great to have that there and yeah, it's uh, it's a really good fun game, and I, once I've done that, I'll probably go and play the career mode and pretend I am a racing driver. Pretend, yes, because I'm not. And the one thing that, like I said, I think I think I mentioned this last week, uh, that in the career in the mode that you play the season mode, you can kind of put the um, put the AI difficulty at a number between like one and hundred, whereas in the career mode you can't. So it's either very easy, easy. It's like it's either very easy, normal, or professional. I've switched it to normal. Oh no, it's not. Actually, it's called standard, challenging, and then expert. And I actually changed it to challenging and Ooh. still do pretty well. But it's a bit more of a challenge, and I enjoy that. Funny that, it's in yeah. The name. It is weird, but you can't kind of fine tune the difficulty like you can in season modes which is a little bit annoying. Oh, well. Because if if I hate... Because when you play these games, part of it is you want some realism. You don't want to be taking over a little shitty Williams and then finish three laps ahead of everybody else at the end because it just doesn't feel realistic at all.
1: It makes you feel powerful. No. I'll take that. Okay,
0: I bet you would. All right, um, but apart from that, I have finished this season's Marvel Snap season pass. And you've raged throughout i yes because you get to a certain point especially later on in the season you get to like i get to quite a high level and i lose like almost every game and it really upsets me maybe
1: you need a better deck Ben.
0: i've got many different decks i've got a whole choice of decks
1: and none of them are working for you
0: well i'll just find one that i enjoy and use that a bit more and maybe i'll go and find a new one nice
1: I've also played a bit of that actually. I finally got Galactus. You have? So I can troll people. What does Galactus do? He destroys the other two places. So the whole game hinges on only one out of three um, sort of positions where you put your cards. Yeah. Um, And he destroys everything else, which is really trolly when you do that on the last round and they don't expect it.
0: Yeah, if they're, because you have to win two out of three locations. And if you've destroyed the other two locations that maybe they did, they put a lot of effort into winning and have got like a healthy lead, they can get really pissed off.
1: With just one card, yeah. you
0: win. Exactly,
1: it's fun yeah. when it works. It is. Hmm. Shall we see what other people have been playing? Go on then. Right, let's just get it up huh. in Discord. Um, Riley has been dabbling in Zelda Ocarina of Time randomizers again yeah i swear riley is always doing Ocarina i, I feels like that is true um i still love running around cluelessly looking for items but i also recently picked up power wash simulator again oh i yes. forgot how relaxing this game was and how much time i can spend just mindlessly cleaning everything um also the spongebob dlc is out now for that
0: it is they give me a code and i that is potentially one i should be uh previewing
1: Ooh, yeah maybe you should Clues has been on a bit of a binge with survival colony management games. Forever Skies, Occupy Mars, Oxygen Not Included, and Frostpunk, I'll touch on just two. Thank you for limiting yourself. Um, Forever Skies. Subnautica and Raft had a baby, and it's gorgeous, wonderful, full of charm. You land on a polluted earth, salvaging materials from your environment while staying afloat of a toxic layer of dust that has enveloped the ground. Explore the desolate world in your blimp, to find new blueprints and clues about what happened still in early access but oh joy i can't wait to see where this goes eight out of ten and then frostpunk something happened and the world froze over i think it's the ice age
0: uh i've played frostpunk i played it on release and
1: i also played it it's really good yeah Very good. You are now responsible for managing a small band of survivors around this steampunk generator as the weather goes from minus 30 degrees C to minus 150 degrees C. It's a brutal... I don't know what that is in American units, by the way. So, sorry.
0: Probably, like...
1: It's very cold.
0: Yeah. 78 snowmen. I don't know what kind of weird (laughs) units they use.
1: Is that how many snowmen you can make in this temperature?
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a brutal and bitter town... Bitter, because it's bitterly cold... See what you did there. Uh, it's a brutal and bitter town management of refugees against dire odds, but it is so good. Difficult decisions, disasters loaming at every turn, and looming at every turn. And your town is one misstep up away from losing everyone. Definitely an 8 out of 10 for me. <laughs> I really enjoyed Frostpunk as well. It's shorter than I thought it was going to be, though.
0: I don't think I ever completed it. I think I got close.
1: Oh, it's literally like five hours.
0: Um, no, I mean, like, because you get, like, terminal... And then you have to restart it. I think I restarted it two or three times.
1: Oh, well, that was silly. Why? Well, you just get to the end of the game. You get to a point where you've upgraded everything. And then it just kind of ends. And that was about five hours for me.
0: Uh, maybe it was. Did you play a release? No. Uh, maybe, it's think, on Game Pass. I feel or like was. they added a few things after release. Maybe I played on Early Access at some point. I don't know. Maybe. But I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it, the aesthetic as well was stunning.
1: Yes. It's really unique, which mm-hmm. I really like. There's a sequel, right? There is a sequel coming next year, I believe. Mm. Chaddy, this week I bought a few games in the Nintendo eShop sale. Actually, beware of sales. There's eShop, there's Steam. There's a lot out there. One of those is Crash 4. I've always Mm. loved the Crash series, but never picked this one up until now. I'm enjoying the game, although it is difficult and there are lots of things to collect and complete. I think I'm about a third through the main campaign. I'm enjoying the new ideas and mechanics this game has brought to the franchise, although it somehow doesn't have the same charm as I feel the original trilogy did. Maybe there is some nostalgia at play here. Overall, the graphics are nice and the gameplay is fun. So far, I'd give it 7 out of 10. Did you play Crash 4?
0: Yeah, I loved it. I played it twice. Oh, I've never played... I've not finished it, but I played a fair bit. It's really, it's a really good um, platform, a really good game. There. If you want to kind of 100% it, it is probably one of the worst games in the world to try that for because it's just incredibly frustrating. Mm. Like there's one side-scrolling level part of it where you have to break every single box and there are maybe 150 boxes, but these boxes have, no, have nothing below it. So you've got to literally bounce on them while they break oh, and then move on to the them. next one. And if you miss one tiny bit, you've got to restart the whole thing again. Screw that. Yeah. And there's some that like have bouncy bits on them, but yeah, you bounce on them five times before they break. And then, oh, the, and then some of them, you've got to kind of jump extra high to get onto a higher platform bit that's also going to be breaking. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> I don't enjoy that bit. That It's a really cool game, but you just want to get through it. At least it's optional. Oh, yeah. It's one of those that the real expert platformers that don't mind redoing things 50 times to get a worthless trophy. Um, you know, those people that might enjoy it. Worthless trophy.
1: Yeah. And here I am, Platinum 16.
0: Crash 4 was the one I was playing when I got raided by Miniminter. Oh, yeah. With, with thousands. Thousands of people. Nice. Nice. Uh, Chaddy's also excited
1: to plunge into Dave the Diver, see what you did there, which I picked up on Steam yesterday, a game where you dive for fish and secrets in the day whilst managing a sushi restaurant at night,
0: eager to get started. That sounds very cute. I've heard really good things and I think it is Steam Deck verified, so it's one of those games I'd quite like to play.
1: That sounds like a uh, TwitchCon train game. mm. Mr. Wibble, I finally started on Dreamscaper. It's a roguelike with a distinctly pleasant art style. The roguelike aspect is where you as the main character descend into your dreams to fight your nightmares, but it's combined with a real-world component where you build relationships with people to unlock their influences in your dreams. Outside your dreams is also where you sketch new abilities that can drop in your dreams. It's really easy to get into, though the difficulty does increase quite dramatically each level. Combat doesn't feel as smooth as in Hades, but the kinds of abilities and items you find are wide and varied. The actual accessibility options for the game are mostly for colour deficiency and aim assist, but the gameplay settings do allow for lucid mode, which is similar to god mode in Hades. When you die, you get a cumulative damage-resistant bonus for each run. This lets you progress more easily without getting frustrated, but you can reset it if you so desire. I've not used it yet, but who knows, I might eventually do this. I'm glad I finally started playing it, and for now, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Mm.
0: That was Dreamscaper. I've not heard of that. Dreamscaper. We might have to have a look at it. Name rings a bell, but I can't remember. Nice. Well That's let's it? have a look at the headlines. Now, you know? the headlines, you've got it on uh, on your well my uh, MacBook here. But you're gonna I don't know what they are, so you're gonna surprise me. And I'm gonna I go get
1: a surprise oh, you. Oh wow.
0: Um you are the newsman. Newsman and the what we've been playing, man. I am enjoy I? it. Yes, apparently. Sure. Well,
1: first up, just a complete Final Fantasy 16 in every section that we've had today. Oh, um, It has sold 3 million copies worldwide in under a week.
0: Which is fewer than Final Fantasy 7 Remake. However, this is only on PS5, which has got a much smaller uh, install base.
1: Well, this is the thing. People have brought this up in terms of sales and are saying, oh, well, it hasn't done as well as previous games. But. The previous game was Final Fantasy VII Remake, like you said, Mm. which sold 3.5 million copies in four days. However, that was a PS4 exclusive um, that was released in 2020, so way into the PS4's life cycle. So there was Mm. a much bigger player base for people to actually buy it. Also, During the pandemic as well. Yeah, and it's Final Fantasy VII. Of course people are going to buy that. Mm. The one before that uh, was Final Fantasy XV, in 2016 which sold 5 million copies in its first day Wow! however that was on ps4 and xbox one so that it, makes... was, it was multi-platform and yeah. again it came further into the right life cycle of those consoles so for 16 to sell 3 million in under a week on only one console that's only a couple mm. of years into its life cycle is actually pretty good and i think we'll see how that continues over the next few months basically to see how well it really sells
0: oh yeah this is pretty popular. It, it will. And I think people trying to use those type of things to justify whether it's an amazing game or not an amazing game. It's just like, grow the fuck up. Go and play it. Exactly. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And it is a fun and fancy game. Yeah, it is a fun, fancy much. game. Well, or is it? Maybe we will we'll discuss that in the review coming up and on YouTube.com slash Biggest Venice later this week and on the Spoilercast as well. Exactly. So last
1: week in the news, I mentioned the court case going on between the ftc and microsoft that you did as they are trying to buy activision blizzard and more stuff has come out this week um so there's been a lot of different stories lots of small stories basically um one thing that's quite interesting is lots of emails have come out from from a few years back and uh matt booty Eh? yes that is his name is he a pirate um no he he is the He is the head of Xbox Game Studios. Okay. Matt Booty. Um, He sent an email back in 2019 saying that Microsoft intended to spend Sony out of business. And so their plan essentially was to just buy anyone and everyone. So it's come out that various different studios have been considered for this. Um, Sega was a big one. Mm. Um, They also considered buying Bungie, which is amusing because Bungie had... Uh, had created Halo. Yeah. So they considered buying them. They considered buying IO Interactive who make Hitman.
0: Yeah, I don't they'll do that again. They
1: considered buying Niantic who make Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. They considered buying Supergiant Games who make Hades. They even considered buying Square Enix. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, I don't see Square Enix ever accepting that.
0: No, especially a game like Square Enix as popular as they are in Japan with PlayStation.
1: With PlayStation and Nintendo, yeah, there's no way that they would agree to be being bought by Microsoft. So all of this is obviously just speculation, really. And it's just Microsoft looking at who might we want to buy. So we don't know if any, if they gave out any formal uh Yeah, you know, I imagine this is,
0: I imagine they'll have just gone, hey, who could we buy? Yeah. And then somebody, an intern came back with a long list and was like, oh, these are all game studios that are not owned by Sony or Nintendo or whatever. So why not? Exactly. It's a long list. It's not surprising that they considered a lot of them. Um just imagine if uh, that Pokemon company was bought by like PlayStation or Game Freak. I just don't see that will ever happen. I know, but it would be nice to have a decently made game. It would be amusing. Sega have
1: responded as well to say that they are not open to acquisition from Microsoft or anyone. Hmm. Um, considering this came up, from Microsoft looking to buy Sega, they turned around and said, well, actually, no, we don't want to be sold. Thank you very much. But they have said that they have a much closer relationship with Microsoft than they do with Nintendo or Sony. Which is interesting when you look back at the Xbox Game Showcase and the likes of the next mm. Yakuza game were shown at Xbox. Uh, we also had the Persona 5 Tactical Game, Persona 3 Reload, Meta 4 Refantazio, which is the new... Game from the Persona developers. That's all Atlas, but they're published by Sega. So it's clear that they do have a very strong relationship between the two companies, even if they weren't actually acquired. That's good. So that court case is now complete and we should find out the results maybe this week or maybe the week after, pretty soon. So that's going to be a big thing in the news. So keep an eye out for that.
0: Wait, for the for the UK?
1: No, this is the FTC in America. Yeah, because
0: the UK one said,
1: no. The CMA is the UK one, and they said no, because of cloud gaming. They don't mm. want Microsoft to have a monopoly on cloud gaming. The FTC's argument is much more about exclusives, because they there's this whole argument that if Microsoft buy Activision Blizzard, everyone's worried they're going to make Call of Duty exclusive, and that's not fair because Call of Duty is such a big game. Even though Microsoft have said, we will promise to put Call of Duty on every console that it's already on. Mm-hmm. The FTC's argument is, well, you said that about Bethesda games, but now Starfield is a big exclusive. Redfall's an exclusive. So that's setting a precedent that you are buying companies and making them exclusive, which I think is pretty obvious. You're not yeah. going to spend billions of dollars to then not make games exclusive. Equally, I can also see the business decision of something as big as Call of Duty, keep it everywhere so that you're just making money across multiple platforms.
0: Yeah, I mean, what makes Xbox money? Hardware sales are not necessarily making loads of money, are they? Sold out. Well, I mean, it's down to Game Pass. It
1: is, and they are really pushing Game Pass as this subscription yeah. service that everyone's going to pay for, but they also need games on there that are worth people but buying it
0: for. If they put Call of Duty on Game Pass and then make it fully priced $70 elsewhere, surely that makes them a fair bit of money. Would they make more money from somebody getting Game Pass or from buying it on PlayStation?
1: Well, I mean, they want both, ideally. Mm. But Sony's argument would be, everyone's going to flock to Microsoft to buy it as part of a subscription rather than I mean, separately. It be a lot cheaper, yeah. Yeah. So, but like, there is uh, a lot of arguments basically. But we should find out what uh, what the what the end of this court case will be this yeah. week. Interesting, and that's going see. to be a big indicator of whether this Activision Blizzard acquisition actually goes through.
0: Yeah, I feel like if that approves, then the CMA would... They'd find a way. Yes. On
1: Thursday nights, it was the Annapurna Interactive Showcase. Was it? It was. I, we were out. We were out. Yeah, because we went to the theatre. We did. We haven't talked about it. Should we talk about that at the end? We'll do that at the end. There's a little extra from us. Yeah. Um, So it was the Annapurna Interactive Showcase, and they announced a handful of games... I actually quite like what they do. They take maybe six, seven or eight games and just talk about them, give some trailers. It's not an hour long showcase, but there's enough in there that you're getting a good idea of what these, you know, what they're going to be releasing.
0: Which was is nice. our former Swapping Joysticks guest, Kelsey, presenting it? She was. Huh? she was. She was. I don't watch this. I need to watch this. I love Annapurna games. Oh, yeah.
1: Um. I also, do. You know, well, clearly you don't follow her on TikTok. Um, she had a behind the scenes on TikTok.
0: I do follow her on TikTok, but I... Don't use the friends following one. I always go on the for you. Because it didn't unlike come Twitter, up in your algorithm. It didn't. Unlike Twitter, the for you on TikTok is much more my thing and less transphobic. That
1: is fair. That is fair. Uh, it was recorded in a lovely mansion in Beverly Hills. And Kelsey did a little behind the scenes on it.
0: Oh, shit. I remember the last one was in like a log cabin, wasn't it? I don't remember, actually. A lo- yes, I'm the one where that was recorded i think before she came and joined us and then it came out like the week like the week after interesting yeah well
1: one of the big announcements from it is that stray which came to PS Plus last year day mm-hmm. 1 is finally coming out on Xbox consoles so that's Xbox Series X and S and Xbox 1 and that is coming out on the 10th of August Not so if you ago. still haven't played stray you can finally play that on Xbox A few other bits and pieces look quite interesting. There is a new game from developer Simogo, which is a Swedish developer. They made Sayonara Wild Hearts and a lot of other games, which are very cool. They've got a new puzzle game coming out called Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, which looks pretty cool. There is a game called Cocoon from a Danish developer. Um, It's the studio behind Limbo and Inside. And this game is an adventure game, but you have these cocoons that you can go inside and it's another world. And then you can go out of it and then move the cocoons around to go in and out of these like layers of different worlds uh, that you can go in and out. No idea. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, another one is called Flock, which is by the developers behind Hokum, which looks very colourful and cute. There is also Stray, as I said. Thirsty Suitors has a release date of 2nd of November. I'm very excited about that. It is a game, a sort of RPG combat sort of game where you are a young woman and you have to defeat all of your ex-lovers.
0: Ah, yes. I remember this ages ago. I was thinking, I'm thinking of something else.
1: Yeah. It's a bit like Scott Pilgrim, but it is much more diverse. So she has a much more diverse collection of ex-lovers who she has to, uh, she has to defeat. Uh, and it looks really, really fun. Really isn't funky. there
0: like a like an Indian guy, and she has to beat his mom or something like that. I remember that yeah, in the so trailer. Yeah,
1: it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an in, one of her lovers is an is an Indian guy um, with a very overbearing mother who ah. she has to defeat. I think that's what it yes. is. So it's a lot about sort of immigrant culture um, in America. Um, family pressure, expect your own identity as she comes to terms with it. So it's going to be really queer friendly. Um, I'm very excited about the game. I think it looks great. And that's 2nd of November that's coming out. Very uh, good. There's also a new Blade Runner game coming out. What? Yep. Why? Because
0: Blade Runner's cool. Is um, Ryan Reynolds in it?
1: Do you mean Ryan Gosling?
0: Yeah, the other one.
1: No. Wow. <laughs> He's not. It's called Blade Runner 2033. And the sequel... Blade Runner film was Blade Runner 2049. So it's set between the original mm. and the Ryan Gosling
0: film. I mean, what type of game is it? Is it like a visual novel or do we know anything about it? Don't think we know too much about it, to be honest. Because I'd be down for it. I really enjoyed Blade Runner and the sequel that we watched in like two nights. Good. I'm it, glad you liked it. Yeah, it, it was... One of my favourites. I will uh, definitely be interested in seeing the game. Nice. And then the last
1: headline is just a quick one about The Sims 5. Because I know a lot of people who listen to this like playing the sims Mm. Uh, the sims 5 is obviously not out yet it's in development but there was a job listing that went up that essentially was for a head of monetization and marketplace for maxis and it seems as if from the job description that the sims 5 is going to be free to enter oh so that to me seems very similar wow Seems very similar to The Sims 4 in that it's sort of free to enter, but then you can buy expansions on top of that. It seems as if The Sims 5 is going to be very similar. So Give
0: us a battle pass.
1: I'd play it. Yeah. We still don't know when it's coming out. We haven't really seen much about it, but it looks like there have been experimentations recently with Sims 4. And that is seemingly setting the scene for Sims 5 and what they're going to be doing. So,
0: yeah, expect that. At some point I'm intrigued I'll play some I'm sure Cool Well that is the new That was the headlines Headlines So yeah It was my birthday last Tuesday It was And uh, you treated me to Well you got me a Yeah we haven't filmed We haven't uh, recorded a podcast since then No But for my birthday You got me a lovely Death Stranding print From the Death Stranding Official From the Death Stranding store It is yeah And uh, What else some peach Some sake. Peach sake. Have we? We haven't finished it, have we?
1: No, we're drunk about a third. It's yes.
0: very nice. It's dangerous because it you is. can't taste the alcohol. You are limiting me. You're like, no, no, you're not allowed anymore.
1: Well, no, only because we could
0: both very easily drink that at night, and we could. We should savor it. We should. Um, I'm glad you're telling me what to do with my own present. You're welcome. And then you took me on Thursday to C6. Yeah, the musical. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It's uh, this story of King Henry VIII's six wives, where each of them tell, each of them have like their own moment to say how hard done by they are. And the one, and it's like a competition where at the end of it, the one who had got the worst deal is the winner. But obviously, like, you know, they played along, but each person is very distinct and they all have a different style, a different music, a different kind of song. And yeah, it's just a really, I really, very empowering, very, catchy, some of the songs. It's interesting, because I've heard a lot of the songs before, because I've, I think it, once I was walking, I remember I was walking around, Cardiff's, uh, Howells, I think it is, the, uh, like the House of Fraser that they've got there. Right. And I was listening, and it was, just before I was coming to London, and I was going to get myself some new clothes, and I was in a great mood, and I was like, I'm going to put on the, Musicals playlist on Spotify, and it came up with Six, the song from Six, and I was like, that one. And I remember it's weird because I remember exactly where I was when I heard it and been like, this is great, this is fantastic. What is it? I had no idea what it is, and I looked and I was like, oh, it's from Six. And ever since then, I've kind of really, really wanted to go and see it. And yeah, it's interesting because I now I've seen it. A lot of those songs, I've seen how it's performed and in what situation these songs are sung, and yeah, just uh, I just really really enjoyed that.
1: It's always different when you listen to a musical soundtrack mm. and then you see it live and yeah. you see it in context that the songs make a lot more sense. I mean, yeah. I'm I think you're the opposite of me. I really like to go to a musical not knowing any of the songs, oh and God. I can just appreciate the actual show. As it is? Whereas you like to
0: listen to them first. Oh, definitely. I wanna know it's like, for example, Wicked. I went to Wicked and didn't particularly like it because I didn't know any of the songs and I want to kind of recognise it and kind of hum along or at least like recognise the music. It's like I when I go to such a mum. No, but when I go to a (laughs) when you go to a concert, you don't want to go to a concert of a singer you've never heard. It's like when why not? It's something new. You might be you might be surprised. No, because then I can sing along and I like singing along. And I wish I don't in the theatre, don't worry. Like, for example, when we went to see Rina Sawayama, you, I got tickets in the morning and I spent the entire day, like, listening to the albums because I wanted to know the songs. I don't want to go there as a surprise. No, not at all. I like to be surprised. Okay, noted. Well, in, in you know, in the theatre, go like, to musically. We're going to go to see Back to the Future because I bet you haven't... Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you well, know, the music might be really good. It might be terrible. I've and heard that's the actually, risky take. I've heard it's um really really good actually. It's very modern apparently because it's a very new um production indeed. I I also really enjoyed Six. It is brilliantly
1: sung. Like the the six women are incredible and it's an all female band as yeah, well. Yeah, the band is as well. Um who are who are all brilliant and the music is incredibly catchy. I've heard bits of it from around or with you playing it or whatever. Yeah. So I'd heard bits of it, but I didn't know all the songs. So I did go through it as I guess they want you to, to decide, right, well, who was your favorite, which was Mm. your favorite song. Um, And each one I was like, okay, this is my new favorite. Wait, no, the next one, this is my new favorite. Yeah. Um, Or going all the way through it, Um, which was great. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's just empowering, like you say, um, and fun. It's, it's essentially women like reclaiming history. Yeah. And, I guess that's my only sort of question mark to it is that the structure of it is this sort of competition of it's like trauma Olympics. It um, is.
0: They were putting each other against each other. Um, but I did like that, not really a spoiler alert, but they come to the realization that they're not famous because of him, King Henry VIII. King Henry VIII is remembered because he has six wives. Like yeah, they are the ones that. that have elevated him to fame. Obviously he created the church of England and stuff, but he created it because of them. So it's like, yeah. if if he hadn't he hadn't done that, and he'd only married one and had an heir, and then continued, nobody would know. Nobody knows uh, who King Henry the sixth wife was, or King Henry the second's wife was. Yeah, exactly. nobody. There's literally zero people in the entire world that know that. <laughs> sure. Um. So
1: yeah, like I I appreciate the sort of women reclaiming history thing. That is absolutely necessary and is very feminist and empowering and wonderful. It's just that we have to have sort of women hating each other and comparing each other up until that point, which I feel maybe undermines it a little bit. But then the songs are brilliant and they all reference different sort of divas and pop stars. There's like very Britney songs, very Beyonce songs, loads of references. It's just really good fun. The German techno? Exactly,
0: which was great. Yeah, which I heard and I was like, I don't know if I like this song. And then I saw it being performed And that was probably the most memorable bit of the whole song, of the whole performance. It's also
1: only, what, 80 minutes? It's really short. There's no interval. And I was worried thinking,
0: this is like West End prices for quite a short show. Oh, God, you sound like one of those gamers that like judges the amount by how much game time you get from it.
1: No, but West End tickets are very expensive. so you I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. And you want to see, you know, you want to get your money's worth when you go and see a show. And I was worried thinking, oh, it's quite short. Is there enough to warrant this? And actually, even though it was short, it was so fun in that time that absolutely I'm very happy with like what I paid for the tickets. Good. Like we got our money's worth because it was so enjoyable. Oh, I
0: definitely did.
1: You got you got it for free. Yeah.
0: It was. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't think it needed to be any longer. I think if it had been longer and had a break, I might have got a bit bored. Because the story wasn't a story. Well really. yeah, There isn't <laughs> much story. It's just it's, it's six little stories put together. And people have said that to me before. And I, I, that's great because I wasn't expecting a story. They said it's like a, a pop concert. It's like going to a pop concert, but with a bit of a, you know, talking and story in between, which it was. And I enjoyed that.
1: Technically, it's a musical review
0: Oh, it was a bloody musical review when you left and you wouldn't stop talking about it until we walked to the train station. You know me. Analysing each one. Well, that one, her voice was a little bit out of range for her or the the song was a bit out of range for her voice. If anybody ever goes see a film or a musical with Ed, be prepared for a review afterwards. It's literally my job. I mean that's true. Well, (laughs) is it your job? (laughs) Not anymore. Well. All right. But no, it's interesting. Sometimes, although I might just sometimes say to you afterwards, be like, you can just enjoy it. I
1: can't. No. I have to critique it. Yeah. That's why you are so good. That doesn't mean that like, I don't like things. And it's not about just picking out the bad things. It's just
0: understanding why you enjoyed it. Oh, I'm fine. I don't need to. I'm like, I enjoyed that. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good because then we've got the complete opposite. You'll be like, Ben, what did you think? Yeah, it was great. And then, yeah, I like a little bit more to bounce off of, but you know, I, I try. You do. Um, But yeah, no, I, sometimes as well, you watch something or you play something and you feel great at the end of it. But then if you like sit, think and kind of analyze it, you might realize that, oh, it actually wasn't that good. And that bit kind of let it down. Whereas I prefer to be in the kind of earlier stage of that, where I'm just kind of blissfully unaware of the bad parts of something. And I'm just happy with what I've done or what i've experienced no i like to know why i feel a certain way i want
1: to i want to know why i have to and how Mm. so i want to pull it apart
0: have you ever walked out of a a movie or a theater play and just been like that was flawless no (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anything ever is Oh, God. We, honestly, folks, we will give a 10 out of 10 at some point. Maybe Final Fantasy uh, sixteen, who knows? But there will be a, a 10 out of 10 at some point.
1: Yeah, there will be. And to get a top score in a review doesn't mean it's perfect.
0: No, people need to remember that as well. Yeah. All right, well, I think that was the end of our theatre section. Indeed. And which we have the- done before, because we've had like ranty... Uh, and the end of the podcast for this week. Uh, and it is. We have had ranty bits about podcast. I mean, to be honest, I cannot say anything after I moaned about the Book of Mormon, which is terrible. And Private Ryan or whatever his name is, what is it called? What? Cotton Eye Joe. Um, Dear Evan Hansen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That one, um, that was terrible as well. Well, that's the thing. I've now and taken wicked.
1: you to four musicals of which you've enjoyed one of them so far.
0: Uh, freaking, Who went?
1: I've taken you to see Wicked. Yeah. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Which was my choice to see it. Yeah. Book of Mormon. Yeah. And Six. I love Six. And yeah, so you liked one of the four.
0: But of the three that I've taken you to, you've loved, loved all of them.
1: So which were they, Phantom?
0: Phantom, Frozen. Yeah. And I feel like there was another one.
1: Maybe not. I don't remember. We're that. probably going to be like, oh well, we my went God. To, we
0: went to see Cock. Yes. Did you like Cock? Always. Yeah. Those, yeah, those three. Well,
1: those three I knew I'd like.
0: <laughs> see. I didn't want to pay for them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just hint. Just drop the hints. Oh, this looks really good. It'd be great if we went to see that, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're gonna go see, I'm gonna take get you to see the mouse trap next time to no. balance it out. No. <laughs> that looks terrible. All right, Ed. Uh, well, what we're gonna do be what I'm gonna be doing uh later this week. There will be an episode of Inbox coming later this week. There'll also be a video review for Final Fantasy 16. We've also got a spoiler cast, Final Fantasy 16 spoiler cast coming out, and the special podcast uh swapping joysticks with ben star that will be later this week so so much coming out and uh where can we find you
1: you can find me at ed underscore knights on twitch and on twitter
0: and i am biggest Benes everywhere except for twitter i'm biggest Benes one but you won't be able to see what i've written because i bet you're Tweet limits have been reached and you won't be able to read anything. So if you want, if you do have a code for Blue Sky, my name, I'm Social. That's the thing on there.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the full link is, but I'm Ed Knights on there somewhere.
0: And if, You'll find me. If Meta do release their threads, Twitter replacement uh, shortly, my Instagram is BiggestBennis on there. So feel free to because I'll probably just go and switch over to that nice all right and uh so yeah go to swappingjoysticks.com subscribe to uh to me on youtube youtube.com slash biggest or subscribe to the youtube uh, to the um podcast feed if you want to make sure that you don't miss any of our episodes and uh yeah just go to swappingjoysticks.com it's got everything on there it really does it really really does but you do have to be following on youtube as well as the um Uh, as the podcast feed if you want to like not miss anything excellent well thank you all for listening to this podcast and we'll
1: hopefully see you at the next one see you later bye bye